Men ja, det är typiskt. Men nu det ser ut att rulla. Då så, jag hämtar ett par birar och sen kör vi. Ett par bara? Ja, det är det, det har. <laughs> Sist klarar med en massa skit här också. Jag får installera en ny jävla DAW. Här har vi en ny Hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric and uh, joining me on this uh, lovely Saturday evening as always is my co-host Jonathan. That's right. And with me in the and room. In the room. He's right here. In the room. You can see him. I mean, not you listener, but Eric. I can. can see him. I look like this. Yeah. <laughs> and who are you? My name is Andreas. Thanks for having me. Most welcome. Yes, I am. <laughs> we had a bit of food before. Listen to Rainbow. That was nice. Yeah. Rainbow, great band, you know. And then after we stopped listening to Rainbow, everything derailed into yeah, chaos. Basically, we should keep on listening to Rainbow. Then I've mentioned you before uh, a couple of times on this show, and mm. one thing that we need to clear out is the Andreas M. Lindgren. Yes. I was sure that was Ingwi J. Malmsteen no. style, but you you say no. <laughs> Many people think that it's it's as simple as my mother wanted me. I don't know who it is. Your mother? But uh, I have uh, Mikael. One of my middle names is Mikael. Uh-huh. But I use the M for another Mikael, which to honor my father's cousin who died very sadly a couple of years ago. Or 2008, actually. So, <laughs> so the, the M is for him? Yeah. Okay. And not to confuse me with all the other Andreas Lindgrens. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the business. Yeah. I just, I just, because I think it was a simple YouTube thing. I tried to have the original... <laughs> my usual name but it was taken ah okay so, the so you were confused with the other andreas lindgrens mm-hmm. in the business mm-hmm. and to be mm-hmm. clear you're also a huge ingrid malmsten fan yes of course you see the 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 we we said this before that we 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 can put bands in kind of a top list or mount mount rushmore but we can't include maiden because they're always going to be the yeah singular best anyway so how far would the uh, ingrid climb then i would say It depends, but somewhere in the middle. Top 10? Yeah, of course, yeah. There we go. So it could be a tribute to him as well, but I think it may be nobler to have a tribute to. Was it your uncle? Or yeah, my, cousin. my father's cousin. My father's cousin. cousin. Yeah. Kind of an uncle then. A far, far away uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, do you know this guy, Eric, Andreas, except for um, me talking about him? Only of him via you, I think. Yeah. Because I got introduced via the Canadian uh, original, the, f- the grandfather of Maiden podcasts, hmm. Talking Maiden. They mentioned Killer Slave, <laughs> which is Andreas. Oh, okay. Well, now I, of course, know. And is, Killer yeah. Slave is like, the, the, uh, it's competition for Infinite Maiden, for sure. But it's the one that we want around. This is the, like, this colleague, comp- collegial competition. There are others who shall not be named that I would not really, ha- I'd be happy to never <laughs> see them again, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's because we're such a good looking band. Ah, That's why that goes for us too. So yeah. it's like a good-looking club, <laughs> maybe then. Very lovely lads. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And uh, we have an agenda for today. Uh, hmm. I mean, you've seen the headline, or I always say headline. I mean the 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 title of the episode, Mare Madness. Yeah. Mm. Is that how you pronounce it, Eric? 
because Murray, really, and it really wrong. annoys me. Murray, quite often. Yeah, yeah and I it really that. annoys me whenever I hear it said. Uh, if people, you know, who speak very good English, otherwise, you know, like do say Murray, Murray, it's Murray, it's Murray, right? Murray. That's the same people say hollowed by the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people. Always. Oh, you've been hollowed by the name. Yeah, you know, hollowed by the name. <laughs> yeah, so it's Murray Madness today, but you know the drill, right, Eric? New guest. Oh yeah, we, yes. We, there's there's always something we have to do whenever a new guest, and that is we need to we need to hear your sort of maiden origin story, how you got into the band, and okay, uh, let's go yeah, way so back we, somewhere in time. Ooh, my father, no, my so, son. Ask for, <laughs> ask for thyself a new favorite uh, band. It's actually my father. Ask yourself. Uh, many people think that I'm joking when I say it's a lifelong love, but it actually started before I was even born. Um, I, I think this has something to do with it. For my mother and father, they liked Maiden. Not on the level that I do, but... Solid parents, anyway. I were located in my mother's stomach when she visited Estadium 1990, going on the No Prayer Tour. And uh, I pretty much started loving Maiden from... The day, as, uh, the day I was born. It's as simple as that. Or before, like you said. Yeah. And I would quickly, I would also mention that Sara and Infinite Maiden on our first gig, her kid, Lovis, was, mm. was in the belly. So there's another one coming. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was apparently at the point when uh, like uh, an unborn child mm. in the oven can start hearing audio. Mm. So that could be it. Yeah. Could be a huge Maiden fan yeah. of the making. Let's hope so. And you know, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. I was thinking about that because the set list on that particular tour were quite... You know, it was a lot of material from up to then. Yeah, they played Hello, that's the fifth song. Yeah, 22, Die With Your Boots on, you know, Two. a lot of stuff in there. So I guess that must have something to do with it. Story, <laughs> coming back, my um, aunt was babysitting for me. And I was lying on a blanket on the floor. And she put on Alice Cooper, Hey Stupid. I started crying. I was hysterical. And she went, what should I do? So she turned on the maiden. Didn't remember the record. Yeah, I was just going to ask. <laughs> I was started yeah. smiling up like a sun, you know, and uh -huh. my foot started going... Tapping. Yeah. Already getting the rhythms down. In the, yes. And it was on... Um, it tucked. <laughs> on time. Yeah. Yeah. And she oh, that must be like... Uh, hmm. So she's changed the song. Same thing. Another tempo. So wow, yeah. the thing is, I... I am a guitarist, but it started out with drums. Right. When I was about three or four, I got uh, drum sets and stuff. But so it's from the beginning, as I said. And I got tickets for my first maiden gig being four years old. So I went to Circus in Stockholm, watching mm -hmm. Blaze Bailey and 95? the lads. Yeah, yeah, 95 in November or something like that. And I was uh, going around, oh, you think you're going to play that song? Da, 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 da. You know, people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you were actually humming <laughs> Heaven Can Wait when yeah. you were four years old. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I have only missed two tours in Sweden since then. That's good. That's yeah. good. Which ones were they? Uh, Let me guess. Would it have been the Final Frontier one of them? Would that be one of them? No. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It That's usually when people have missed the program. Okay, let's give Jonathan a I guess. guess. Uh, this is hard to guess. I guess it's circumstantial, I guess. You know, I mean, you wouldn't miss a show by no. choice. 
So it could be any, really. Let's say, uh, give me until I'm dead. That's one of them. Oh, there we go. <laughs> cool. Oh, too bad. I guess I've already told you, so you're just trying to make it look like... No, didn't. no, no, actually, that one was a guess, and that was because we talked about the no prayer thing, because yeah. when they did that, they, again, they put Hallow a bit higher up in the set, yeah. so that stands out, so it was just, just top of my mind, really. And also, the last time they played 22 live. Yeah, that's true, yeah. and I was <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I was there, happy to have cool. been there, because they're not going to do that now as old mm. guys. Well, you know, that wouldn't be... Maybe know. it's ill-fitting. Yeah, probably, but when would made him be... Feel fitting <laughs> <laughs> or fitting uh, yeah but uh, yeah that was one of them and the other one was Virgil 11 so the tour after ah. because I wasn't that old it wasn't my decisions <laughs> to make like back five? then yeah five <laughs> or six um, but then I went on the Edhunt tour to see the reunion or what you call it I don't know what people yeah. call it but and then you and Eric were actually in the same room mm. or in the big room yeah in the same hall and since <laughs> um yeah, great show. Since I, Live of the Death was my Bible when I was right. growing up, I watched it. There's mm. a picture of me being like two or three years old, sitting with the the, the VHS uh, <laughs> cover, like like that. I mean, it's not like this is a competition, but it would be hard to beat you. <laughs> it would be hard to beat you. I have a lot of friends that have seen them like 200 times, but on the same tours. Yeah, but who like saw after? them when they were four, five, yeah, seven? How many times did you see them before you were even 10? I usually say the only thing I can brag about is that I saw Maiden on very <laughs> a lot of tours. <laughs> well, I heard you warm up on the guitar. You can brag about that too, actually. Yeah, I don't know, but I usually don't. It's better actually, to shut up and just play. That's true, actually. Yeah, let the, let, let, <laughs> let the music speak. Yeah. So well, you know, we we have we have we have uh, listeners and uh, on of this. Uh, there's people I sort of know from the sort of extended sort of Maiden online community who are like a little way younger than me. Mm. But I've seen the band like you know so many times, so they basically just they'll do an entire tour basically, and that's yeah. what I thought was very interesting. Um, and there very is impressive. often people in my same age, and they usually discovered Maiden around two thousand and five or oh six. So a matter yeah. of life and death tour is often like and you're the born first in ninety ninety one ninety one. Yeah. yeah, so it makes sense. Usually like uh, early teens. Yeah, that's when you get into this band, yeah. and then they like yeah. I saw a couple of gigs, and then it started to grow like 20 gigs a tour or 50. And I was like, right. yeah, you maybe have seen many of that tour, but I saw that tour once. And it was like, <laughs> And it clearly hasn't stopped because you told me that you spent 15,000 Swedish or um, that would be uh, equivalent to like uh, 1,500 USD on, uh, on tickets for 2023. Yes, of course, because the tour I wouldn't miss for shit is, you know, the thing that I've been talking about for 25 plus years. Right. I right. want to see so many time stuff and not just wasted years and having can wait. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think, yeah. quite exciting. Or what do you think, Eric? We talked about it before. Like, uh, this, this is that. something I mean, we had like as a fantasy, me and my friends, to see yeah. this tour happen. I, I was sure it would never happen. And here it is. For me, this has sort of been almost like more mythical in the sense than the, than the when, they, when they eventually did do the um, uh, Somewhere Back in Time which had a bit of a you know love after death feel uh that was really cool that was a big deal too we're witnessing that stuff again but we had so much of the documentary already so i'd sort of seen quite a bit of that if you get what i mean mm-hmm. uh where this seems like this is this is this is so new and it's 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 very much into the unknown this is which is very interesting yeah. and i think this is this is going to be really fun into the future past future past yeah there we go <laughs> i've only i've only got so far tickets to uh one show uh if, if they don't end up a- announcing a stockholm uh show 
I'm going to try to do Finland. Uh, maybe something else. We'll see. But yeah, yeah, you got. I'm definitely going to see it more than yeah. more than once. I feel. I'm going um, for um, uh, first one in Slovenia, then double Finland, yeah. and I only got tickets for second London, as it for now. But I will try to fix because we're going to stay the whole weekend anyways. So, right. and hopefully more. But that's what my economic can bear right now. <laughs> yeah, it's good work. <laughs> it's good work still. When I when I. When I when I see people, I mean that seems like a sort of sensible amount compared to some people I've seen where they've done like you know they'll they'll do like literally the whole thing. Yeah, and that's really cool that people can. Do, I guess if you can do that, that's great. Yeah, um, I had a colleague before that she went over to Canada uh, that was on the first leg uh, over there at least of uh, the Legacy of the Beast and saw like 10, 15 shows. Also, that's uh, quite a bit of money. Yeah, I saw yeah. four of them in Canada on the same tour. Okay, and, <laughs> and, yeah. and it was expensive. Again, it's it's pretty hard to beat you. Not that this is a competition. No, no, it's no, pretty no. hard but to beat this. You know? The most uh, shows I've seen from one tour was Legacy of the Beast. Of the Beast. Right, right. So, um, like yeah, a, it was 10, oh, 11 now with Ullaby uh, this summer. But You have a total count of Maiden shows witnessed? 30. 30. That's good work. I don't even have 10. Well, well, it's interesting because I feel like some of the people that I uh, know who do do the whole... Like they'll do like like try to do like basically an entire tour, and I feel like for me I'm often sort of just in a finance situation where I've something like a matter of life and death tour I did I think I did three or four of them. Nice, one of uh, your favorites, right? Yeah, that album is yeah. in your top five, I guess. Yeah, and the show as well. Yeah, I I only saw one eighteenth uh, of November, the second night on Globin. Yeah, I was there. So yeah, <laughs> we were there at the same it time. Was, uh, I. It was a hell of a show. It was great. Yeah, I just remembered the one moment I got most chills from Bruce speaking was between different worlds and these colors don't run when he just said we are Iron Maiden and these colors don't run. That yeah, was that's like cool, yeah. that's a good one. It freaked me. I, I I can't even put words as usual. When I, I'm sorry because my English is gonna fuck up just because I got lit, <laughs> emotional. You know, yeah, yeah, the goosebumps. Just talking about it because they have done so much stuff that. Put you in a world where it's not when you you can feel good and you can feel bad, and then there is Iron Maiden. <laughs> I like that one. I yeah, like that one. <laughs> I think that 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 that's that's a quote. That's so like quote. The, the, these colors so. don't run. That Passover is like your version of um, uh, Welcome to uh, NEC Arena and Welcome to Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that that's also one that's uh, the top for me. I was very disappointed when they uh decided to play can i play with madness on the made in england tour instead of the evil that men do as a second i agree i agree why they did play it they should have been the second yeah and they should have played infinite dreams yeah Yeah. just saying i heard they rehearsed it but they scrapped it just before the tour started it's a pretty tough one yeah we're gonna get into that soon because i mean we're named infinite maiden and it's (laughs) one of my favorite tracks anyway it's my favorite record actually it would be seven sons so we we played it drunk on the last jam oh okay (laughs) For me, it's so out of the realm of possibilities to do an entire tour. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on stuff. Whereas it feels like when I see people who, like, oh my God, they missed the third night of this place. And that is like a fucking calamity. And mm. they feel like, they're, like, they seem like, that seems like a ruin their, you know, their, their entire week. And I said, I, I get it. But like, I like you know, the passion. I think that, yeah, especially, but I was like, yeah, I mean, but then part of me is like, yeah, that really sucks. You know, as a completist, to a certain extent, I get that. But like, also, yeah, I mean, you've also seen them like 20 times on the tour. A lot of people can afford to do like you know once or twice. Uh, it's you know it, it depends, but again, that's not that's not for me to say really. Yeah. If that's if that is that big deal to want to do all those, I, I guess I'm a bit boring there or not passionate enough. But for me, a tour one gig is enough. 
Not yeah. that I'm think I don't think it's stupid to see more, but for me it's like a, I don't rewatch movies much. I don't. Mm. I mean, I re-listen records, of course I do. But shows for me, one is like all I need to completely soak that in. Really, I think it's a human factor because there is this Swedish saying, "Mycket vill ha mer." Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you don't think about it until you start doing it. Because if you go to another country and see a mailing gig, you quickly discover that, oh, I want to do this. Different vibe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them in Germany, that's it. Yeah. And, and, here. and I think for a fan, if it's not about the money, it's about the logistics. You know, traveling a lot and not doing it yeah. very fancy. Vacation. Sort of, if you can get the money together and you can travel better, that would be it. Because now we're like, if... If they put, let's say, I I watch the schedule, and the thing with Maiden now is that they never play. Uh, they always have two days off after back-to-back gigs. Yes. So um, I was like, hmm, where should they put Stockholm? We're getting far away from that now. <laughs> Sweden Rock seems to be an exclusive. Yeah. But that's weird, because if it was indeed exclusive, they would have claimed that in the, yeah. initial, in the initial press release. Quick note from uh, post-production. It seems that Live Nation, who book all these shows, actually also own the Sweden Rock Festival. And that might be why that's the only date in Sweden and wasn't really announced as such. If they were playing the 1st of June in Sweden, we would have shit a lot of work to work out to get to Finland in time. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. then you can't just go by the boat. You need to fly and then take trains and stuff. So and that yeah. might just be the case that we we'll, might not get a Stockholm this time around but since they are they said they're you know they're, they're doing 2020 this is going to go on next year as well yeah so maybe we'll get it done i yeah. i would be sad if sweden were only a festival yeah, i want to yeah. see that show indoors mm. you know yeah I, 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 i can dig maiden outdoors but for this show i don't want any earthly lights no, no we're, no, we're no, in space no. here yeah we're gonna go where like They did something cool in 1986, but the technology... Has, yeah, like, for example, good. the jacket I posted in our group, Friends of the Beast, a close group on Facebook, I posted about that jacket, you know, how, mm. how the Electro Heart, or whatever you want to call it, That's inside. So cool. I actually seen that jacket on a museum in London when I was when I was 12 or 13. And uh, that Electro Heart, you know, the battery would last... First of all, it would be several kilograms of battery, and it would last half a song, Yeah, because they open with a long song. Now... Yeah. Enter LED lights and stuff. You know, it's yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Uh, this sort of sorry to veer us off topic again. This reminded me something that when I was in um, Gothenburg uh, for the Ulvi gig, I also the night before saw our, our uh, brothers and pods, uh, the maid, the maiden podden guys, uh, did their live uh, live a live pod, and they mentioned the idea. They've they've mentioned several times that they should they should do they should. They should put put a museum together somewhere in in London, or like here all, in Sweden, or, 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 or yeah, I mean yeah, I prefer it here because it'd be <laughs> convenience for me. But, I mean yeah, I'd l- imagine the Iron Maiden museum with like all the old Eddies, all the old tours. So there's just it's in a warehouse. It's just it's just sitting there collecting dust. Imagine how I would love to go see all that stuff. There should be Iron Maiden museums all over the world. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every place where more than ten thousand people live. Yeah, you know oh, science yeah. and shit. Forskning, mm. yeah, important research. So, uh, on your story, then something I tend to ask is if you wavered, if you went up and down. It seems like you never did. Like it's been a constant friendship yeah. ever yeah. since the start. Because for me, except for example, that tour, a matter of life and death, I regret gravely that I did not go mm. because I was on to some other music at the time, and I didn't realize yet that Iron Maiden is the band for me. Mm. Like I knew that I loved them as a kid, 
But now I know that I've always loved them. Mm-hmm. I wavered a bit. Yeah. But you never did it. No. Um, I was hardcore for from very young age. If you <laughs> hardcore is like a thing, to, you know. Um, but I was late with computers and stuff. So that was during the time when I still didn't know stuff about tours. I saw one clip from a friend's computer from different world and still, you know, very pixely and you know. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, that was still the time of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know the Ullevi setlist 2005 either. I didn't know the theme of the tour even. Okay. Back That's then, it was, we're going fun. to see Iron Maiden. That was it. That's enough too. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you can almost you can almost know anything in advance of anything, and like there's something fun about going into a a gig not knowing the set list or like a movie not knowing anything about it or like it just there's something magical just about just you know the yeah. not knowing shit too much yeah. in advance just I tried to make it, it to I tried to make that happen yeah. uh, it's very hard with social medias and stuff yeah, yeah because me, yeah, me and Erica are, we're gonna have to try and block out the coming tour yeah. I mean I, I'm, <laughs> I like ten, I'm, so. I'm like 10 days in I could possibly live in a cave for I think what we're gonna do is let's, let's appoint but someone as like temporary yeah. fucking admin for the group and just not go in there for anything <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, because yeah. if they if they play their cards right, the internet will blow up when they start this tour. And that's why I like going on the first tour, because I hate trying to hide <laughs> from all. Because it's hard, too, I, I mean, I, whether or not you like it or hate yeah. it. It's hard. I remember going on the first gig in Tallinn for the Legacy of the Beast. Uh-huh. That killed me, because I didn't know anything. And I have never enjoyed Aces High as an opener that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you actually. I, I knew it was going to be either Aces High or Wikiman. I knew it just because I know. But after that, when they put on Where Eagles There, I know, okay, anything can happen. Yeah. And like, it's like Maiden has stopped being Maiden because they are not very good at surprises. <laughs> no, they're not as good as perhaps, like the same Metallica, for example. They're really yeah. good at mixing up their set list. They play longer than most bands. And yeah. they're really, Lars is like a, in the mind of a metal fan. Yeah. So he knows like people want to hear this old track mm. and this old track. Whereas Maiden, they're not really metal fans. They weren't no so metal when they... No, like, they are musicians. Yeah, and I mean, what they listened to when they were kids. Yeah. There was no metal, so they're, they're not in that mindset. That, uh, no. They're not that type of nerds, really. No, I don't think but, so. Um, but yeah, I managed to stay off spoilers pretty much. I had the like, Sign of the Cross and Flight of Icarus spoiled for me. Hmm. I saw their YouTube Ouch. posts. But Those two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still enjoy them thoroughly. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I mean, I had the exact same experience with you on Where Eagles There. Mm. Like, oh shit, I saw the background and I heard the gunfire. Mm. I was like, they're not going to play one by Metallica. No, so they're not Passchendaele. They're not pa- <laughs> I thought Passchendaele for a second. Okay. But then I figured, okay, it's Where Eagles There and this yeah. is going to take off now. This yeah. is cool. Mm. Not the best version of it, but uh, yeah, you know, still incredible. The, in, interesting that you say that because the only thing I am worried about that I would wish that they would do is this somewhere in time thing that they would do it instead around 05, 06, performance-wise. That's true. I would rather have heard The Maiden, because 05, 06, that's, for me, the peak. Yeah, I would say from 99 until then. Yeah. That's when they were the best live. There's so much uh, stuff that I, you know, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would rather hear, but <laughs> I'm still going to, Cry like a baby. Yeah, yeah, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be nice. Yeah. Take it amazing, boy. So somewhere in time. Iron Maiden. Catch them somewhere on tour. Sometime in early 1987. Wow, 
I, I, I had a good joke lined up about the fact that I so much enjoy going into things not knowing stuff that I had no idea what we're doing today, but I actually do know what we're doing today. Um, one of the, seems to be a favorite among the listeners is the, uh, we had uh, Christian Niemann in to do uh, Adrian, Adrian, Smith. Adrian Smith solos, and that was a hundred episodes ago. About mm, yeah. about a hundred episodes ago, so it's about time. Wow. I mean, we did Bass of the Beast with Eric, mm. and we did Drums of the Beast with um, Emil Mikkels and Henrik Johansson. Okay. So we've been on Clive, even a bit of Doug Samson and, oh, uh, really? Rick, nice. and Nico, and we've been on Steve, and we've been on Adrian, but mm. uh, someone has to do Dave Murray. I oh. do that in the band, but yeah. I, I'm not good enough to do it on the show. <laughs> Forget about that. So. I'll call in the competition for that one. Okay. So we're going to do that. But uh, before you start playing, which I'm very much looking forward to, we need to talk about this guitarist. Yes. Like, uh, I have a picture saved that you posted the other day. Yeah. Perfect picture for the episode hmm. uh, of Dave. Yeah. I don't exactly remember the caption, but it was something like my guitar hero or the reason I play guitar. Yeah. Right? It was his fault. <laughs> Blame Dave Murray. Blame you know? Davey. Because of his guitar, mostly, on Life After Death. I was like, oh, a black and white Stratocaster that looks uh-huh. badass. Right. Mm. So it was pretty much the guitar. And, you know, the sound, the perfect example would be, I didn't know by then, but the his sound on the Dance of Death album is a perfect example of why I love his sound. On Dance of Death? Yeah. Which is very much like a live type production. Yeah. Uh, and straight to tape, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Very smooth, very not just, you know, metallic. He's very smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he's very smooth. So, and just a lovely guy. I thought... <laughs> Perfect personality, really. Yeah. Like, the personality is yeah, my favorite yeah. bit of him. And I love his guitar playing. But the personality, for me, it's out the roof. And, like, how, yeah. how nice can a person be? And I guess you know as well as we do, like, he had a pretty complicated childhood, too. So yeah, you could have ended up being like a Dave Mustaine type character. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been like bad at looking up stuff about the, their private lives just because I don't know. <laughs> I've, I haven't looked it up. Others because, have though, and I've yeah. heard them talk about it. Yeah, I know he liked to party in the eighties. That's he about did, it. Who didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't though? To be fair, yeah, yeah it's probably popular among the ladies too. Yeah, probably. probably Actually, yeah. about that, when I was young, I thought that Dave Mary was a girl. <laughs> He's got a androgynous yeah. side to it, which makes I, him look very rock and roll to me. I told my aunt, it's just four guys that made him. Because, you know, Dave, he's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not much beard going on there. No. There's something that I, I thought about this past summer when we saw them. Um, that He was so good, like maybe, I think, at that gig. Yeah. I met Andreas, actually, for the first time in, in person right after the gig. Hmm. We met quickly. I met your brother, too. And, uh, Fun to meet me after mailing you I mean, being all drained. I mean, there's not much to say. That was for both of us. I was quite happy yeah. that you didn't start discussing details. So we could just like, mm. it was good. Mm. Now let's rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were there. And I think Dave had a, a, had a, a whipping night. Yeah. I think he, he was the best in the band. I've said on this podcast before mm. on Very that particular night. And his improvisation was on fire. Mm. Lots of energy. Lots of Dave trademark happiness. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was going to say. I think I think maybe he's at least, especially live, definitely my favorite member, just because it's just a joy watching him play. Mm. And personality wise, again, like for yeah, me, yeah, that's yeah. like the ultimate personality. Really, it's like so relaxed and so mm. smooth. I'd said before on the show. I don't know if you heard, but like when when they had that thing with Sharon that actually just creeped up again in the in the Buzzfeed mm. uh, with eggings and stuff. Even like they turn off the electricity in the middle of his solo in Phantom, and he's still smiling. Mm. He's like, what can I do? He's smiling, he's like, you know, 
Like there's yeah. very little aggression in that dude. Yeah, and that's good in a good way. Uh, I sort of can. I'm I'm with Eric on this one that he's my favorite guy alive, because you always have those moments when you are at mating gig. It's very unreal every time. But yeah. when he starts to play a solo, you realize that's oh this is happening. Fly? And I remember I saw a couple of gigs on the Book of Souls tour, and the first solo he got was Speed of Light. And every time when I goes up on the first bend, and that note is like cutting through everything, I started crying. I like Just that. one yeah. note every single time. And I, yeah. I liked Speed of Light. I was like, yeah, come on, it's Maiden. But it's something with the way he expresses himself with with his playing it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he makes uh, he makes the maiden stamp in a way <laughs> yeah and i mean uh, again uh, i've said this before on the show but it's contextual now that we have had uh, when we had christian on playing uh, uh, adrian obviously that's his guy but he told me that the guy with the most playing identity in the band the most of a style or a stamp is mm. definitely dave mm. Uh, yeah, I, even being like a super fan of of Adrian, he would say that like there's more of a style there. He's very unique. You can hear very easily. Yeah, you can't mix him up with uh, Blackmore or Schenker or oh. anyone. I think Adrian is more of the guitar hero guy. Is it, yeah, there's more Schenker there for sure. Yeah, you know, it's more of a. And he 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 got his shares of Ingve as well. You can hear a couple of times, or if it's Yuli, I don't know. Could be Yuli. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dave has. He's like. He has this I don't give a shit attitude. He he knows his shit. But, he knows his shit. But it's more like I'm gonna play like I have heard nothing before. Yeah, yeah. Off the cuff, like, really yeah. off the cuff. Is that I like this Jimi Hendrix stuff. But but you can tell that it's straight off Jimi Hendrix or straight off Richard Blackmore. What it is? Uh, yeah. uh, blood of blue blues stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I I love him. He has a very unique style, and he has. He made a big impact on me starting playing guitar. And not you alone. No. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot Plenty of memories. Of oh, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. If we get nerdy with it, his style, before we start playing, that maybe more get more even more nerdy. But uh, like, what's the trademarks? Of course, it's the trill. Mm. Uh, when you, uh, the, the very quick pull off on your left hand. So mm. you get the sound of, I mean, many of our <laughs> listeners don't play, so I'll try and keep it uh, comprehensible. You get the sound of... That's a huge mm. part of it. His bends and yeah. his, his overbending when he reaches for the uh, one and a half steps or three semitones. So he likes to bend, for example, his solos in E, he likes to bend up to G yeah. mm. to, to the um, the minor third. Mm. That's another one. Can you come up with more? And of course the blues. Yeah, the blues and up, uh, up, when he plays in E, he likes to go up on the B. Not as much, much as Yannick, but he does it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a dominant. And, yeah, life. and then his, uh, when he goes uh, minor thirds with, with the whammy down mm, so yeah. Uh, yeah exactly yeah that's one yeah. yeah that's a trick if i'm if i'm lost mm. i can just do that yeah, yeah of course yeah. he does it because <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah he said he said famously said he knows where he wants to start and where he wants to end mm. that's about it yeah the rest just happens yeah and i mean that's also like a gift that keeps on giving in a way yeah because and, and no matter how many times you've seen them i mean you've seen them 30 times yeah you've heard 30 versions of those solos <laughs> pretty much yeah Mm. Some of them he, he will do more of the trademark licks, yeah. depending on which solo. There is just some parts that are part of the song and not part of a solo. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I love that about guitar solos. Yeah. When it, One example is uh, Yannick's solo on Bloodbirds. 
Yeah, you 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 won't change that. I I got really pissed when they played Moonchild uh, 08, and Yannick got the Adrian solo. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> because, everyone does. Yeah, because he was playing a totally different thing. He didn't even try to like keep the vein. It was like okay, he's not very mindful of what chords are underneath. No, unlike Adrian, and I guess Dave isn't either. But it still mm. sounds. It's uh, we we raised this question just the other week, and and uh, Ben from Australia said that uh, Dave. It's more memorable, mm. even though he improvises. It's more memorable compared mm. to Yannick. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Yannick have more like back-to-back solos. He, he, you could take two solos from from two different songs and, and switch them. Yeah, and it wouldn't. You, you couldn't tell. Like someone <laughs> did with uh, two Nickelback songs. Put one song in the left and one in the right, mm. and they actually matched up. Yeah. Yeah. That it was that formulaic. N- nothing bad about Yannick, but but I prefer him as a songwriter. Yeah, um, yeah, we've been on to that plenty. Ghost yeah. of the Navigator. Yeah. Man on the Edge. Dance of Death and stuff. Dance know. of Death. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's always doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, he and Steve is a great combo, like Bruce and Adrian. Yes. Or, you know. So I'm very much a great songwriter, not as great guitar player, but he got his moments. I got to give him that. And that's also the final thing we can talk about before playing some guitar, and that's mm. Dave's writing. Yeah. Deja Vu, one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, uh, my old drummer or Agreed. current drummer, uh, Peter, is his favorite tune by Iron Maiden. Hmm. Is his favorite tune, uh, and I, I'm very partial to Still Life. Hmm. I like it. I yeah, Still Life is one of my one of my all time. That that hmm. arpeggiated riff, that it's like that's pretty beautiful. The only thing that I'm like, I had really high hopes on when I saw the, the Book of Souls track listing. Oh, they has written a tune. Yeah, and then I heard Man of Sorrows. I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, you should check out our episode on that one because yeah. uh, I called it one of the least like remarkable or famous Maiden tracks ever. Yeah, but uh, like super analyzing it, you imagine can find some stuff. Imagine if Book of Souls ended after what is it, Shadows of the Valley? Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we didn't have to listen to Man of Sorrows and Empire of the Clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That album would have like competed with Brain New World. <laughs> it's like. Maybe, but I, I do agree that it didn't need. Maybe didn't need those two songs. I think I've said before that I would have been happy with the uh, the first disc, mm. and then just throw in Tears of a Clown and Death or Glory. Mm-hmm. I would have been pretty happy. All right. It's still long. First disc is better, so I can agree. Still pretty long. Anything yeah. else on 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 the guy before we start playing, Eric? Uh, no. I mean, I think we've met, I think we've uh, covered most of it. Um. um for me, it's always sort of been when uh, when I see his name on a, a song, especially in sort of you know second you know, two thousand era, I always be like, "Ooh, that's going to be that's obviously that's all, almost always going to be something interesting and mm. different." Mm. That's kind of how he rolls. Even uh, Man of Sorrows, right? Because they yeah, freak I mean, out about that is, one yeah. uh, modally, like the mode changes heavily at one point. Yeah. I like parts. It's not yeah. just it's not just a brand new world. It's not a very strong no, song mm. in the <laughs> overall. But, but 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 on Brave New World you have Thin Line Between Love and Hate, which mm. I really amazing. Like. When you have uh, fucking Brave New World, the title track is yeah. a Murray yeah, tune yeah. and that little arpeggio. I like that kind of stuff, you mm. know, a little dark uh, three string arpeggio. That's one of his yeah. strengths, the the clean parts, you know, the sound he has and the way he play the clean stuff, you know, with a lot of minor sevens and shit. Yeah, amazing yeah. stuff. That's cool shit. I, I guess at this point we can't wait to get some guitar no, in here. Let's I want to do, do guitar it. now. Let's do it. So well, I prepared a list. <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell us. Let's no. guess. Okay, I will start with one. <laughs> one. I will start with the third, and then you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start with the third one. 
go ahead. How would I do this? I'm, I'm just going to decide how to put this, which order. Have you brought riffs or just leads? I won't tell you. Okay, even better. Yeah, it's, it's a good mix of stuff and a good mix of errors. That's the only thing I will say. Exciting. So what, what kind of guitar are you playing there? It's a Charvel Strat. I don't know if it's a SoCal or a Sandimus, actually. <laughs> I got that question the other day, and I also couldn't reply. I don't know if it is. Actually. It's a purple one, because there's no reason not to have a purple one. And maple neck, which I like. I'm, par- yeah. I'm partial to that. It's uh, quite used, because I got this... I were in a bluegrass band a couple of years ago. Oh, I like that genre a lot. And they couldn't pay me because they only had very bad paid white gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I said, okay, then you need to buy me stuff. And they bought me this guitar. That works too, and then they can write it off their taxes. Yeah. So it's one of the most expensive guitars I own, and I didn't pay for it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, right. Christian played a Charvel too when we did Adrian Smith solos, and I also play a Charvel. It seems mm-hmm. to be a guitar to gravitate towards, like that kind of super strat or SoCal strat. Mm-hmm. Floyd Rose, two humbuckers, Seymour Duncan, I can see from here. Mm-hmm. That's right. So let's start with something funny. Oh, and by the way, we're playing with an actual amp today. Yeah, not a modeler. It's a mic'd up amplifier. It's a Line mm-hmm. Six, not the Spider, but the other. It's a Spider 4. Spider 4, yeah. So it's a cheap yeah. amp, but I've heard it's uh, sound warming up, and it sounds good. So let's go for the first example then. Yeah, oh. let's see if you can take this one. It's, uh, yeah, I won't say anything. Oh, it's early. Yeah, yeah, it's it's early, definitely early. You nerds, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are, we are, but it's pretty hard. Uh, could it be? But did it sound Murray's? <laughs> it did. Could it be Sanctuary? That's right. It's the diddle in the middle. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, when I'm gonna go, since since I notoriously last time was not good at this either, uh, the way I'm gonna in in my mind structure this is that when you get one right, it's a win for the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds I'll, I'll good. Happily share. <laughs> okay yeah. and uh, that was a, a very nice basic kind of blues lick you know it's so yeah. a filler in that tune yeah. uh, i guess we could actually jet on to the next one yeah so let's see this is a tricky one because yeah you you will understand if you get it you will understand It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Th- I, uh, no, go. I'll go in then. It's the rhythm of the beast. Yeah. Oh. So actually, a Nicky McBrain thing, but yeah. he was guesting. So yeah, I really love that melody. Nice little lick and yeah. the, the chords at the end. Yeah. Nice and and uh, very nicely played because mm. if when you play those big chords, if one note is a bit uh, sour, it's not nice. Yeah. Oh. Actually, your phone is is interfering. Fucking with us. <laughs> uh, here, and then you just look this way when you oh, I, can't I can't remember anything <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice pick so far though sanctuary and uh, rhythm of the beast and uh, that's a pretty typical nice uh, like a minor type lick and the chords though after are they all like normal um, like uh, normal chords or are there sevens and stuff in there yeah there's like a minor and then you have this uh, 
it's uh, yeah, so it's a G it. without the G in the bottom, ah. and then a C, and then a regular D minor. Ah, sounds very colorful. Yeah. So here's a solo. Let's see if you can nail this one. I know it. Uh, um, again, it's also tip of the tongue, and I just can't. It has to be Moonshine. It's Moonshine. The end is smoking, <laughs> like when he goes wild there with the drills. Yeah. That's where I typically would cop out and just, you know, play something that sounded remotely like it, but uh, I think you got it all in there. Yeah. That was good. That was really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's take it down a bit again. But what can we say about that solo, though, before we move on? It's uh, The tapping is in there? Yeah. It starts with tapping. He doesn't tap that often. No, but when he does. He does it like he does. <laughs> on the B string, right? <laughs> yeah, it was on the B string. Most of it is on the B string, really, before you en- enter those yeah, fast licks. I don't, I'm not that into how uh, he plays it, but I do it like that. Oh, well, <laughs> it sounded close. And it's in, uh, what's the chord underneath? In it's A. One? A, yeah. Constant A, right? Yeah. yeah. So just chugging on A. So it's like, uh, we talked about that plenty of times. Like he plays more often on a stagnant or, what's the word? Uh, you have. Dynamic, uh, like a steady note, anyway, like a bourdon. He plays more often on that than mm. Adrian Smith often comes in when you got the more colorful chords, like uh, the full, uh, I guess, E minor, yeah. C major, D major kind of thing, where it's mm. easier to be heroic. Mm. It's, quite, it's quite a lot harder, I think, to play just on top of one note mm. and make it memorable. Yeah. And it's often yeah. Dave's mission to do that. Yeah, and he does it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can only agree. Okay. So, so here comes this bad boy. See if you can nail it. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That is uh, that is uh, from the uh, Maiden Polden's uh, favorite song in the world, uh, "Fortunes of War." That's right. Yep. <laughs> One uh, for the team. One for the team. Yeah. I like the melody a lot. It's, yeah. it's quite yeah, I think it's cheeky. Really, I love you know, it. It's a bit cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, a bad boy was a good description of it. Yeah, like it rolls in with Ray Ban sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I, like yeah I love it because no one would do it better than Dave Murray. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That's a, it's a cool. Lick. That's a really cool one. Yeah, let's see what we got. Yes, let's do that. Oh, there's a lot of stuff left. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Oh, I started in the wrong note. Sorry. <laughs> a good guess Ides of March that's right <laughs> like it was towards the end that I got it first it just sounded like a cool Dave solo <laughs> yeah it is a <laughs> cool Dave solo of, yeah it still Both is, is right. yeah. you could have said that <laughs> a cool Dave solo but definitely Ides of March I love that track I want to play that live sometime yeah. but uh, I'll have to work on, on my technique to do that the, the thing you just did yeah <laughs> the, it's pretty fast mm. like some of that it, it, would you normally go for like just an alternative picking like dig 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 no specific pick technique just up down up down it depends on the form i guess if you can do it uh, up and down arpeggio we do 
like racing force stuff it's motion effective i can't play it that effective like i have to force it more <laughs> uh, I, if i look at your right hand it's not moving a terrible lot no i i i always say that you should only have your like wrist moving yeah and not the whole arm yeah exactly it makes it move you can move it from... you're gonna move a lot <laughs> so yeah here comes the next one it's a deep cut not a deep cut but you know for some maybe. so far we got them all mm. i'm happy <laughs> Yay team. <laughs> Yay team. Here it comes. I got it. I like that answer. That is the reincarnation of Benjamin Brick. That's right. My dude. My dude. <laughs> one for the team, because I didn't know that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. you warmed up with the riff. I know the riff. You know, but. the ones for us who likes A Matter of Life and Death more than other likes and Watsu albums and shit. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. That's another cool one. Is it? Is that uh, also like an E minor type thing? Yeah. yeah. They are things. like there's mostly minor. They go to C and then D with a F sharp in the bottom. So the backing goes to C. Such a cool. Yeah. Also, just a, just. A, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, so this is sort of me sort of giving it away ahead of time. But that's just a, such a cool song. I really, I really dig that one. Yeah, it is a special track. It's unique. I remember when it got released. Uh, I, I mean, I said before that I was not in a highest maiden fan form or maiden period, but mm. I remember when they released that ahead. I thought it was a cool choice. Mm. Long, kind of dark, obscure. It reminded yeah. me of X Factor a bit when it came out, yeah. in a way, which I quite liked. I got hooked by the intro, and then when it started playing the theme... I was like, okay, so this is Maiden now. That was my reaction. Uh. <laughs> Some quarters in there too, the fourths, yeah, yeah uh, which yeah. is a not cool very thing. regular for Maiden, but not, not super. Adrian yeah. normally would do that, yeah, two minutes, yeah, for example. It's a richy thing for me when you play fourths. Mm. I always think about Richie Blackmore. Mm. I really love the the lead bit in the in the intro. Do you know that? Mm, the first thing, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so cool what i like most <laughs> about it's actually that low yeah it e is cool end. you know yeah that's like nothing hard to do you yeah. play the open string but uh, the way he lands on that mm -hmm. that sets the tone for the, uh, the entire song go okay here yeah. we go very nice so let's see what we got left here i can do that one Let's see if you take this one. We have talked about this era. Yeah. 
smoke him. <laughs> My guess is cool Dave Murray solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to second that. <laughs> yeah, cool Dave Murray solo. Yeah. Uh, actually, that, no, that's hard for me to pick out. It just sounds, yeah, it sounds great. Good, great bands. But uh, yeah, let's have a loss at this one. What is it? Holy Smoke. Holy Smoke. Oh, wow. <laughs> of all tunes. Yeah. Well, so you, you said it was smoky, so you were kind of... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought okay. that was your, like, uh, into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I mean, uh, it would be nice if I could pretend that. Maybe in, in, in editing I could make it seem like I knew it. <laughs> but, but no, not really. Like, uh, of course, now that you say it, but great, great bends in that solo. Yeah. Very expressive. Yeah. So here comes one of my personal favorite solos of, from him from all time. There are a lot of favorite solos, but this is one of them. And then comes a harmony. Yeah. But what song is it, though? Isn't it it's a um, newer track. Let's hear it again. Yeah, hear it again, yeah. One more time. Side of the cross? Nope. No, it's it's newer. After the solo comes this one. Oh, it's 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 it. okay. Rainmaker. Yep. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you talked about it yeah, earlier. Yeah, I talked about it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm disappointed at you, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like uh, the newer era is tougher, but I knew it was newer, mm-hmm. and it's a very cool solo. Like uh, it's a fucking cool song too. We we should break that down a little bit before we go to the next one. Yep. The parts of it, uh, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's quite a bit of a song in a song. Yeah. Oh. If you if you play it like part by part, yeah. uh, How does it start? <laughs> yeah, you get like the D minor blues type thing. Yeah. And uh, what's the next part? Like the same vibe, stays there, but, but, but faster. faster. Yeah, and then comes some like signature licks. I think. So cool. Yeah, and after that, that's when the. That one. That, yeah. That's uh, like uh, that's very melodic. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, one of his best and very innovative. You know, very innovative. <laughs> they're, they're not that often in D minor as well. Mm, no, it happens. It yeah, happens. it happens. Goes to the navigator comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. But that changes a lot in the. It does. Know. Yeah, it modulates it, like hell. It goes to very many places. Many places. Yes, but it doesn't know uh, where it's going. It just knows where it's been. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the laugh you got there um, was perhaps more exaggerated than that joke deserves, but I wanna, I'll say we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Next, I riff? think we're down to two left. So we have done eight already. That was fast. That was very fast. Fast like Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this without the signature thing, because if I do it, you will get it right away. Okay. I will do, uh, like, my own 
touch. Let's see if you can right. <laughs> nail it anyway. I dig that. Well, first off, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> Makes you want to practice. Yeah. Um, but what was it? Awesome Dave Murray solo. Yeah. Mm. It was a mixture of uh, some live versions from Hello Be The Name. Ah. The start and ending is uh, Rock in Rio, I think. And in the middle, I just improvised like he would do. Probably. Yep. Yep. <laughs> do you know any other versions of that? Because uh, that's a solo I, I also attempt playing sometimes. Mm. I usually started with a bend on the seventh fret of the G string. I think I can do the flight 66 one. All right, let's try it. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then an extended yeah. bend at the end. I think that's flight C6, so don't cut my throat if it's wrong. <laughs> I will double check and we'll run them like um, parallel. And No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. That was amazing. I agree with Eric. Cut my hands off a rising hell style. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Eric. That was, that was cool. Makes me want to practice. It's just so cool hearing these things uh, live, so to say. Mm. It's very much live. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So the last one. It's also one of my favorite live versions. So I should say that it's a live version. Solo. Okay. Not not very off the studio version, but still some notes just makes it a little bit different. Uh, how does it start? How does it start? <laughs> you tell me. You show me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's a good one to end it, but what is it though? It's uh, Brain World, Rock and Rio. Ah, now uh, that you say it, of course, I can hear that a little bit. Let's listen to it one more time. Uh, Three part yeah. harmony. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Play the whole thing, uh, the harmony stuff, uh, that bit. Maybe that was the whole thing. A little bit of Adrian is there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's a great, that's one of my favorite, uh, all-time favorite Iron Maiden harmonies. Yeah, it, it opens up so much. It's like... Uh, you know, open the skies or something. Open yeah. the skies. Open that that cloudy sky. Yeah, it's one of those like songs that every now and again, when I just sort of become like I sort of somehow get reminded about that it, that it exists and get very happy about it because just yeah. such a just a fucking cool song. They should play that every show instead of Trooper. <laughs> agree. I have to agree. Actually, I love the Trooper. Yeah. It's one of those classics like worn out numbers that I I never really tire of. But mm. Brave New World is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, it's probably my favorite track of the album, mm. but it's a very strong album. Mm. It's hard to pick one. Which one would you pick? 
if you on can. Brain New World. Yeah, if you can. Dude, I couldn't even pick top 10 songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> not top five albums. No, I, I, I'm, I'm worthless at that shit. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not even a skill. <laughs> like, it's something like we had when we had Peter on, Formula in Flames. I asked him about favorites and it's like, ah, I don't want to do that. That puts the other songs in the shade. Hmm. Uh, so he picked his favorite albums though. I always say that Brain New World doesn't have any weak songs. It's a very strong record. It's tense for me. For me, the weakest tracks are Fallen Angel, probably, and um, Out of the Silent Planet, which we play, and uh, The Mercenary, which I love, especially having done the episode now. So it's three yeah. pretty strong tracks that I put in the bottom there. Uh, we talked about it during the last jam session with Killslave, and uh, we, I think we agreed on Fallen Angel, still very good song, but if we had to pick one... It's the weakest. I think it was that or The Wicked Man, actually. Okay, yeah, I can see that too. But I, I do like The Wicked Man solo bit. Yeah. It's like we didn't have that when we had Christian on last time, but he did great renditions of that. So mm. I enjoyed playing that song because all I have to mm. do is like, diggy, 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 diggy. The, the thing with Wicked Man for me is like, it should be in the start. It shouldn't be put in the middle of a set. You guys something. played it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we did it in the middle of a set. <laughs> but, you know, I, yeah, I need to compromise a bit. We did it in the middle of the first gig. When we, yeah. Last time we played in Dalarna, we opened with it. Okay. So, and that's, what, that's a better position for it. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good opener because it's yeah. settled like a classic, yeah. even for the casual fan. So when we do a gig together, you yeah. can start with an o, uh, o song and we can start with the 80s one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we agreed on the opposite, though. That uh, Because you guys, let's talk about that a bit before we finish. Like, uh, you guys play way more newer tracks. I, which I, I think say is, I think it's necessary. Some tribute bands ha have to do that. We want to put more of them in, but we, like me and Christian, are hell-bent on a lot of songs from the 80s that we want to do. Mm. Sara, the singer, is more Brave New World. So we're going to put, put in... Spoiler alert, we're going to put in uh, Thin Line, mm. for example. Yeah. There's a lot of soloing for me there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'll have to take some lessons from you. No, sure. I, but that, that stuff kind of works for me because it's, it's blues yeah. and stuff. Uh, and I like that, you know, uh, the, the heroic thing mm. that goes in line with singing towards the end, uh, with Houston bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Maybe you know yeah. that one. I, I think you know that one. Yeah, I can play it if you want. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good vibrato there. He's not as vibe rich as Hadrian, I would say. But, no. but when he does it, he does it great. Yeah. But it's a different type of uh, vibrato. Hadrian has that very guitar hero, wide, slow. Yeah. Vibrato. I would say Adrian is better with vibrato in his bends. I think he's got than, better ear. Yeah, probably. Maybe not than you, but better than Dave. <laughs> Well, I think you've got pretty good ear, to be honest. Like when I hear when I hear you playing, you, you have good ear, and you, okay, and you talked you. about listening to uh, the Bach stuff yeah. since you were a kid. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of classical music and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll have to work uh, for two lifetimes to get there, but uh, it's inspiring. I, yeah. I don't, I don't mind the competition in guitar. Actually, to be honest, I, I quite like it. It's not a sport for me. It's still an art. Mm. Yeah, so, definitely. So if I hear someone that completely shits all over me i don't mind <laughs> i don't mind 
it's part yeah. of it's part of the fun, really. Like it's, a, I think Greg told me uh, I have another podcast when we talk about Megadeth and stuff with uh, Greg from Buffalo, and he said that if I don't have anything to shoot for, maybe I'll get comfortable. Mm. And I'm very much like that. I mm. like playing with better musicians, and I like trying to honor the the situation to the best of my abilities, mm. really. And like uh, also, if I'm satisfied with uh, if if I feel like I'm good enough, mm. I'm never gonna be good enough. Yeah. That kind of attitude, you know. It's, uh, I, I guess I'm a little bit different because I always knew which level I wanted to reach. And when I got up there, I was more like, this, because I play for me. Yeah, for, me too, actually. For, 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 me yeah. too, actually. In the end, in uh, the end of because the Because yeah. if, if you don't enjoy what you do, you can't expect people to take a, like an honest opinion about it either. Yeah, the experience of, like, I'm allergic to sitting watching uh, notes yeah like that. you don't express any feelings when you do that so i like dave, to dave never did yeah he the, doesn't even practice i think yeah what do you think i don't think he practices i think he plays a bit maybe not anymore but <laughs> i mean he had to at some point i guess yeah. yeah probably but music for me is like expressing feelings i forgot the word fermedla fermedla uh, uh, like, uh, convey convey yeah you okay. convey something Mm. and you, you convey feelings and that's the a band music. like this one is is all emotion really yeah like emotion and of course uh, like epic tales yeah. tell an epic tale but uh, in the solos i would say all three of them are quite emotional expressive definitely they yeah. have their sounds i mean janik for example we talked about uh, blood brothers yeah i think the other guys wouldn't do that as well as no, no probably not. i mean they could but uh, I usually say I, I don't cry often, but when I do, it's on a Maiden show or yeah, something had to do with yeah. Maiden. Then I fall fell in love and <laughs> I blew it. <laughs> I've cried a few times on Maiden shows, yeah. and actually some songs, if I'm listening to it here at home, mm. uh, every time really, yeah. like Ulevi '05, yeah. Phantom of the Opera, mm. when he starts rallying up the crowd, that mm. uh, I can't get past that gets me every time. The, the we are iron iron fucking maiden part yeah it's like ah there's two gigs yeah. i cried more i was like crying without stopping from first uh, from my crying starts at doctor doctor <laughs> <laughs> that's one like that. that's one of the highlights of the show actually i started crying at doctor doctor and i didn't stop until it was like over uh-huh. it was ulevi uh, 16 book of souls after the cancer mm. and stuff it was so emotional and my brother just got hooked it was ah, his first yeah, show. Yeah. He was standing there with me, and they did this "If Eternity Should Fail" thing with Bruce singing the intro live, and I, with I, the cauldron. Yeah, that yeah. fucked me up. Yeah, I, and I started crying. I didn't stop for the entire show. No, that's amazing. That's great. And uh, the same thing happened in Tallinn, Legacy of the Beast first gig. Yeah, it was constant. You know, I was so drained, <laughs> and I, I remember I, I could like the trip back to the hotel. Yeah, that night was uh, hard. Because I didn't have any energy. I was like... Emotionally like, yeah. punched, KO. I, I remember putting up a picture on Facebook with a picture on my face, like, this band kills me. And it, they literally do. It's like... <laughs> and I would awesome. I would die without them. So it's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, man. That's yeah, that's great, actually. I mean, I know that the drummer from Kvela Talk, he can't listen to the song Power Slave yeah. without crying. No, me Every time. The harmony part, when we play it, when I listen to it, mm. it's... I like playing that harmony. Yeah. I like it a lot. It reminds me of my early like musical memories from the Nintendo 8-bit, like Mega Man. 
Yeah. It has that kind of... There's like, a lot of, of, of Nintendo stuff going on in Maiden, early Maiden. <laughs> Actually, it's like Maiden stuff going on in Nintendo, to be to be, to be clear. But yeah, still, you know, yeah, for I'm me, sorry, correct. No, I mean, you shouldn't be, because for me, it was that way. Yeah. Like, first I played the games, and I was like, this is the music I want to listen to, this, and I also liked kind of basic riffs, kind of bluesy riffs. Yeah. So I think that was the like the start of my music taste was like Isn't Mega Man uh Yep. Could have might as well have been a main song. And then it enters <laughs> like um Dor- Dorian. Do 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 yeah. do 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 da da Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. And then the part after that's almost if you turn to should fail. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I was looking for that when we, I think I pulled out another one when, when we did that episode, which was also close. But that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we have any bonus tracks? Uh, can you do anything in, I, in I, VR Richard? I, I would say I would like to hear like, could you wish like, oh, that's all or that part? Could you play that? Yeah, I, I would like to do. We that. certainly can. Eric, do you have one? I'm thinking um, if you have anyone up. Um, uh, perhaps like um, yeah, power slave, slow one, the slow one. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what. Uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. The no. second one, and you, you actually like Christian. You haven't put your whammy on. No, no, because I thought I wouldn't use it, and now oh. I regret because I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah, favorite. I want to point out that during that solo, and the people at home uh, uh, listening can't, can't uh, will know this obviously, but during in the bit of there's a bit there, and uh, I think it was during one particular bend. I can't remember which. I think it was a bend that Jonathan looked over to, to me in the camera. With like amazement on his face, and like I totally agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, you That's guys true. are too nice. No, no, but I mean, this is good playing. Uh, mm. Do we have another one? Uh, actually, uh, did we hear anything from Peace of Mind? I don't think we did, right? Mm. Is it still life? Still life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the studio one or the Made in England one? <laughs> That's well, the studio one. Let's go with the studio one. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's yeah. a great riff. One of my favorite Maiden riffs. <laughs> now I didn't have that whammy bar, but I needed it. So I yeah. need to simulate yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> did you lift the, 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 did you actually lift the? No, no, I did like this. Ah, slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have to take the opportunity for a couple of more requests, I think. 22, that's a slow solo. Yeah, okay. Let's try that. Just the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, play the last two licks there again. The, like the last two bars or four bars, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. That's like it's a lot of expressive bands overall. Yeah. One of solo. my favorite solos when I was younger. What is a cool one? Um, okay. Seven Sun. Did we do anything off? Yeah, you did Moonchild. Yeah, uh, summer in time. Maybe like uh, you have any of the slow intros, like déjà vu or yeah, yeah. of course, déjà vu. Yeah, he knows them all. You, Guitar George knows all the chords. <laughs> That's so good. Deja vu. That's amazing. Come Thank on, deja vu. That's so good. It's, uh, it's Maybe something from Phantom of the Opera? Okay. Um, hmm. I always play the Ulevi one. Uh, the with the Ulevi one, because I play the original. Yeah. I want to hear the other one. Second solo, the second Dave solo. Down, chicka down, chicka down, chicka dagger, down, chicka down, chicka down. Chick down. Oh, I can't remember it. I'm getting old. It starts with a bend on the 14th, I think, on G. And then you got that Phrygian type lick at the end. And then octave up. Yeah, that, that part I remember. Um, we can pick another track too. 
<laughs> I mean, we have to seize the opportunity em- a little embarrassing, bit. Embarrassing, embarrassing. Yeah, we have to seize the opportunity a little bit before uh, before you have to leave. Killers is kind of fun if you know that. Adrian action too. Yeah. <laughs> that one I play. That one I, I can yeah. actually kind of play. Anyway. Kind of play. Yeah, okay. it's good enough. Good enough for rock yeah. and roll or government work. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Do you know anything from Sign of the Cross? Anything from Sign of the Cross or, or anything? I know anything, but do you, do you know the any of his uh, solo stuff from that? Fast all the way through. Man on the That's edge. That's amazing. You know that one? Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. We listened to the live That's 99 amazing. version when we did the song. Yeah. And it's really wild on that. Yeah. It's soaked in wall. And he almost <laughs> like slips the, the whole board at one point. Yeah. It just sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, savage, I would say. <laughs> savage. Yeah. Or I think his solo in Fear of the Dark is cool too. Do you know that? Got some sweeps in and stuff. <laughs> that's pretty cool that's a bit of a blackmore thing like a kill the king or something like yeah that. right so you satisfied satisfied uh, i think so yes more than more than <laughs> i just if, if you can i'd mm-hmm. like to hear something richie or anyway because i know you can play that shit okay like more specific okay um Yngwie i don't know that well so i know songs like i know black star Okay, uh, I can do that. Isn't there, isn't there, I used to, able, this is many, 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 many moons ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, <laughs> I used to be able to play a bit of the, what's it, what's it called, Far Beyond the Sun, is that the one? Yeah, that's one of the more famous ones, yeah. yeah. I can do go. both. Let's do them. I can play the intro on Far Beyond the Sun. (laughs) (laughs) So so much in style. (laughs) So much in style. So before we unplug something Richie, I have to hear that. My, okay. f- my favorite guitarist. Uh, many songs to pick from, really. Like, I don't know which ones you know. I know 
a fair few. I think I've heard you play Spotlight Kid. Yeah. So uh, maybe something other than that. Um, Burn. Burn. My favorite track of that band. I'm glad I paid for a pizza. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you gotta get something. That's what you get, you know, yeah. being a good host and you know buying pizza and a coke and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Uh, you should uh, play as much as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. People need to hear that. Yeah. I would that's say. amazing. Yeah, and uh, we said before, Eric, that we've been pretty blessed doing this because we've had such good musicians coming in and mm-hmm. and and um, like it's it's rich entertainment for us. Yeah. I would love to do this again sometime. Just talking about Maiden is one of my favorite things, you know, because I haven't been that blessed with people around me at the same level, you know, of yeah. nerdiness. Yeah, the, <laughs> the super nerd level. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we definitely want you back. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Are we going on for long? Yeah. Should we do rotation or not? You can do rotation. Yeah, that's the, what I um, briefed you about, like the kind of uh, recent listening or any recommendation, really. Like, no one knows what you've been listening to recently, so you can pull anything out of memory. Okay. Uh, but it's not going to be made. Yeah. Uh, Hellas. Oh, Hellas. A Swedish band, great band. Go listen to it. Really? They're amazing. A lot of Maiden stuff, but with Mogsins and shit. <laughs> Mogsins and shit, and more 70s maybe mm, yeah. flavor. I, I, Clean guitars, uh, uh, sort of. I had them on rotation a while back, uh, maybe even twice. Is one of the bands that I might have put in twice, because I'm a big fan too. Yeah. Um, didn't see the last show. No, no I didn't. But I've... I saw Cir- Circus. Circus. Yeah. Actually, where you saw Maiden the first time. Yes, when and you... I saw Hellas the same gig. So. <laughs> yeah, that was incredibly good. The circle is now complete on Circus. Circus. The Circus Circle. It was a, yeah. a, a light, engin- light engineer, a light designer, or, you know, light guy, anyway, that I know also. He's uh, usually been in the techno scene. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job with the lights too. Like yeah. that circular laser and everything. It's a great band. And uh, I've put in, before I put in... Uh, Let's see here. I think it was, um, I put in a song of the new record, um, first single, remember the name of that? Illusions Gate. Yeah, that's one I put in last time. So some other track that we could splice in. Uh, Beyond Night and Day, from there, uh, I forgot the word for not the, is it the last album? No. Second last would be penultimate. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That's a great word. Yeah. (laughs) Penultimate record. Yeah, the penultimate way would be, uh, yes, the first uh, is an intro, but the first real song of the album.
first real song on the album. Great uh, guitar melodies in the end. singer whose name I've never known but he plays bass and he sings didn't he uh, shout you out at the gig too like yeah uh, you, you um, had like uh, you proposed or something yeah my girlfriend actually hooked him up and proposed to me ah. on the gig so they right, amazing they did the job for her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing because I remember him saying like this uh, this is a great uh, guitarist in the audience Andreas Lindgren and yeah he's uh, <laughs> Probably getting married. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually wrote to them and said, if you guys ever look for a guitar player, I would do the job. Yeah, I mean more than qualified, I would say. Mm. Not that like yes. that band is not shreddy, but it's still yeah. like you have to have the touch. I'm not a shredder. I'm a musician. You know. That's uh, well, <laughs> I would say both probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the word shredder. Uh, it's like, like Mark Friedman in Megadeth. He doesn't yeah. like it either. No, he can shred, but he doesn't like the moniker, and I can yeah. see that yeah. because it's uh, like you said, it's the emotional stuff. Yeah. That, that counts. Yeah, not playing a hundred million notes per minute. No, no, no. It's cool though that you can actually play a hundred. If you can do that in a way that it sounds good, then good for you. Yeah. Well, I think I think you can, but again, like <laughs> it's not the priority, right? No, I, no, I get no. you. I get you. Yeah, I'm more about vibrato and and hang, as we call hang, it. Yeah, sweet. The hang, the hang. Yeah, I mean, the hang. I mean, vibrato is old. Yeah, it's really old, and I can't say I'm happy with mine yet. I'm working mm. on it, but it's mm. really old. Like like that's yeah. how you sing with the guitar. Yeah, and yes. that's the, what makes the guitar awesome compared to a piano mm. or many other instruments mm. that you can't really do that. Maybe the brass stuff can do that uh, in some way. It's not going to sound very impressive. Way. You could do vibrato on a piano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to maybe work your way into the actual piano. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can do it on certain keyboards. On keyboards, yeah. Uh, pitch you, wheel. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. pitch wheel. Yeah. yeah, but not only that. When you when you push a key, that you can like rub it like that and the, oh. the tone i think uh, <laughs> I, I mean otherwise it's a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah patent cut that part <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you got a patent going there um uh, eric what have you been listening to so let's see uh this past week has been a, a bunch of stuff but um today it's been uh, uh the great arthur brown released an album recently called monsters ball that's been pretty fun uh, Arthur Brown should be pretty familiar to uh, uh, you know, many of Fire, fire song, right? Yeah, that's a guy. Yeah. That's a guy. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. I'll take you to burn. Fire. I'll take you to learn. I'll see you burn. Great one. Uh, I also watched the uh, the Weird Al biopic last weekend, and uh, that sort of reignited my sort of Weird Weird Al fandoms. I'm listening to a ton of his stuff, um, mostly the original stuff, not so much the the parodies. But I'd say if you if you're gonna pick one, maybe do uh, there's a song called CNR, which is a 
tribute to the late actor uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Um, that's a fun one. Hmm. Um, otherwise, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, so there's a band called or an artist called Nightcrawler who does this kind of like John Carpenter esque kind of synthy kind of keyboardy, uh, very atmospheric stuff that I got in, I, I got suggested to me a couple weeks ago. And this last week I've listened to that a lot too. Um, it has a very if, if anyone if it, the best way to describe it. I uh, would say like it, it, that kind of very the, sort of the Stranger Things intro, the, that kind of vibe. For someone who doesn't know who John Carpenter is, that the Stranger Things intro is very much a John Carpenter kind of vibe, and uh, Nightcrawler definitely definitely has that too. Uh, they have an album called Beware of the Humans. Just pick anything from there. It's, it's it, you can't go wrong. thing you talked about the Stranger Things intro because there are rumors that Maiden actually going to use that before Caught Somewhere in Time on the next tour. Instead of uh, Beethoven. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that could work too. Yeah. Who, who ever spread that rumor? Who, who, who knows that? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I just heard it. My, one of the guitar players, the, our, our Adrian Smith called Asian Smith because he's Asian from Smith. the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it's yeah. fun that you have Asian Smith and we have Abraham Smith. Yeah. Because he's got the rabbit looking he, beard. He told us because I thought, uh, wouldn't it be cool if they use Stranger Things as an intro to Custom in Time? <laughs> like, hey, you know, that's actually, they are talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it will work. Uh, it would definitely work. I would be happy with that. Uh, I just think it makes so many people happy by doing the Blade Runner. That's also yeah. a thing. Yeah, but but that's the thing with Hellas that I talked about. They are also like that Stranger Things. The vibey video game so, vibe. Yeah, you know? a lot of the video game vibe, a lot yeah. of the seventies prog. Yeah, a band called Camel, for example, I can hear plenty mm. of. I don't know if they listen to Camel, but I can hear probably. It. Sounds like it, like yeah. some of those melodies and the licks, you know. And they 
they're definitely not shredding no. at all. No. And it's still, it's still amazing guitar work. Yeah. Very well done live too. Uh, for me, we listened to Straight Between the Eyes just now. So I'd like to put that in, but I did before. Mm-hmm. And then I've been still been listening to uh, Diary of a Madman mm-hmm. because I, I got that for my birthday, but I dropped that a, a week back or so. So I have to work my way down the pile, and then the next one in is would be uh, Sgt. Pepper's uh, Beatles. Mm. That's a good one. And the, the vinyl here is my friend's dad's original in mono, and um, yeah, a very nice sounding one. And Did you know that Pink Floyd actually recorded their debut album as the same during the same time as they were working on Sgt. Pepper ah. in the same studio? Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, well, not the that. same studio, but. Same block. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite an eventful, like a lot of good music happening there. For me, with Pink Floyd, I'm very partial to uh, Wish You Were Here, actually. That's like, mm. like the one I like the most. Uh, Crazy Diamond. Like mm. that, that kind of, if you want the Dorian vibe that I like. Yeah. They have a very beautiful, like it's two notes or three notes. Yeah. And uh, says a lot. Of course. Uh, no. We put in my childhood favorite track, which is uh, to the benefit of Mr. Kite, the circus song. Mm. So we're back at the circus again. Yeah. (laughs) The celebrated Mr. K performs his feet on Saturday at Bishop's Gate. The Hendersons will dance and sing as Mr. Kite flies through the ring. Don't be late. Mrs. K and H assure the public their production will be second to none. So that's where we are. Uh, let's wrap yeah. it up. Uh, huge thanks. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is royal, royal level entertainment for us. Yeah, this has been sure. great. Um, we are very blessed to have uh, to be able to get this, to be able to get to do this kind of cool stuff with cool people, and just to like just sitting here, uh, you know, li- listening to this, the solos played to a level that if you close your eyes, it's it's Dave Murray playing them. Yep, so definitely. That's really cool. Uh, so I feel we're, we've. Uh, I've often said that this podcast has sort of generated an embarrassment of riches, and uh, that, uh, yeah, that, a night like this definitely proves that. Definitely goes for this night, yeah. And um, if you want to be on a normal song episode, of course, it's going to be. From I would love that. O forward. Okay. So there's plenty of stuff left there. Yeah. And not a lot is picked. Maybe O is already booked, but after you know, mm. from P and onwards, have look a, me have up. a look. Have a look. Check look it out. Me up. Or I'll send I'll send you some suggestions. Yeah, you know, as as much of a, as I love playing, you know, the the fun, the most fun part with this was just chatting about day to day Iron Maiden stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's why we do it. And yeah. I've said before, and I will say it again, that I enjoy talking about music, maybe even more than sometimes even more than playing it or listening to it, mm-hmm. because you get like this, you share the ideas, it becomes a bit of a hive mind uh, uh, with all the impressions and everything and of course the stories everyone has their story yeah which i think is uh, maybe the most fun part but it's also like really cool to just hear hear the guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe it's probably more cool for us than for you you're just, you're just doing I, I have heard it a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you will hear it again yeah yeah do you have a lick to play us out um also i'll say until next time and then you can do your bit and then jonathan will do his yes <clears throat> all right until next time up the irons and school from the north
Nice. Perfect. Då slutar jag spela in. Fan vad skönt att slippa prata engelska. <laughs> jag är så dålig på det. Peter var med så var Erik Arkesson sa Yngve Malmsten engelska. <laughs> han, han, jag passade vidare budskapet till Peter. Han var rätt nöjd med det. Ja, ja. Ja, bekväm med det. Nej, alltså, folk gillar det. är bara svenska som stör sig på Swinglish. Ja. Alla andra tycker det är rätt mysigt. Har jag förstått det så? När, när vi var i Kanada och skulle se Maiden 19 så <laughs> hade vi satt vi vid ett bord med en brud från Amerika och så var det två snubbar från Frankrike som hade flyttat.